This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Okay, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is Off the Rack, the show where we take books from this past week, recap and review them for you, let them, you know what we thought about them, mm-hmm. and then give you a bunch of books that come out this coming week that we think you should pick up uh, as recommendations. People seem to like that aspect of the show, so I'm... Make sure to mention it in the intro. <laughs> um, we've been away for a little while because of New York Comic Con. Yes. Largest con in our area mm-hmm. for the year. And so as a result, we spent all four days there mm-hmm. uh, hobnobbing and, you know, kicking back and <laughs> hanging out with different colleagues and yeah. uh, reestablishing relationships and whatnot. Uh, it was not a big production weekend for us, unfortunately. We didn't get a chance no. to shoot a lot of stuff. Um, we did shoot part of an episode of Back Issues, which you'll see this coming week. Uh, but otherwise, it's kind of it. Um, you may also have seen probably the bulk of our content on our Instagrams. If you yes. go over to Instagram.com slash official, mm-hmm. it's over there in the description box below this video. And also, of course, everywhere where our stuff is found, like our subreddit, for example, or our Patreon, mm-hmm. or any other places where you like us or find our stuff. Um, but if you check that, you'll find a bunch of different fun photos of the show, which I figure will uh, we're, it's a little bit gonna be a little shorter week, uh, week this week mm-hmm. for us because it was kind of a really slow week for comics. The yeah. the big week was the week we were yeah was last week. It was like nothing but magic books, and I was like, and oh. I'm still behind. And you're still well, you're I'm still catching still up. Still behind, yeah. Because we have to. I mean, not only are you running the purple channel mm-hmm. and you have all these streams going on, but you're also super busy doing any number of yes, various did, tasks and, and, and we projects. We had to shoot back issues. Uh, this week we which... did we we had a very we had to shoot our holiday uh, our halloween themed back issues mm-hmm. and uh we had to shoot a catch-up episode that was part of the new york comic-con episode yes uh, just a lot of shooting and a lot of just catching up yeah um which is funny how it's like oh a big trade industry show uh can cause so much mayhem and cause such little production <laughs> uh, we did have a chance to meet up with a few colleagues, but we're going to get into that at the end of the episode. I thought what we'd do is we just do a few recaps, okay. give you some recommendations, and then we're going to talk about Comic-Con and yeah, okay. just kind of give you a little ro- lowdown. I was thinking about doing a full comic line about it, but like nobody wants to watch that. No. So let's just dedicate we'll just it this. here. And also we can address any questions. And by the way, if you are a newcomer to the show, welcome to Off the Rack. This is a show where we take comics from last week, review them, recap them, tell you what we thought about them, give yes. recommendations. Uh, if you want to participate, uh, use Super Chat. It's a way for us to actually distinguish... Um, just isolate questions without like derailing the entire show. Yes, um, we're trying very hard to like stay on task and and, and just make a, a cohesive show yeah. that you all want to watch and, and moving it along. Exactly, moving <laughs> it along. That's what's most important. Is not necessarily the thing you're watching; it's the next thing you're watching. So let's jump into uh, some books that we think you uh, that we that we read. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I want to address Jordan, who says, "Have you seen the first episode of Titans? DC Universe launched uh, officially, mm-hmm. and uh, Titans is out. I think all 21 episodes are out." Um, we uh, actually have the Titans app and uh, the DC Universe, the app. DC Universe app, which has Titans on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I have not seen the first episode of Titans. I've heard a lot of things. I'm looking forward to like judging for myself and actually just determining what I think about it when I actually see the damn thing. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So I'm excited to see it though. Me too. You know, what I did watch though. What? Uh, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Uh, the episode <laughs> of the Riddler uh, on Batman the Animated Series yes. when he first debuts. Yes, and that was I super fun. started watching that, and then I was busy because we had also celebrated a friend's birthday. This yes, past uh, she on... may be in the chat right now. Well, maybe she is. Um, but yeah, it's not. It wasn't her birthday week, but our moderator uh, Danielle, we celebrated her birthday yesterday. And um, there was a lot of baking going on that night. So, like, thankfully if you didn't watch Titans because I would have totally missed it. Oh, no, I'm not going to watch like, without you. I was like, okay, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a lot of work. But, yes, uh, yes Danielle uh, just celebrated her birthday. So if you get a chance, wish her a happy birthday. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so let's jump into that while you are all uh, regaling her with your birthday wishes. <laughs> um, so, okay, uh, there's a lot of books that I want to just make sure we cover. Okay. Uh, there's one book that in particular that I was like, Okay, I really, really can't wait to talk about this one because it is so... It's, it's been long awaited. Why is Tiffany doing that? Because of this. You see, uh, what if Punisher 
uh, What If Peter Parker Became the Punisher came out. This yes. is and the it, second of Spider-Man What Ifs and also the second in two weeks of What Ifs. Yeah, and I know you were kind of, you were interested in this because you wanted the What Ifs to... Return. I yes. was a big fan, a big proponent. This one is, of course, written by Carl Potts with art by Juanan Ramirez. Right. Uh, okay, so if you are unfamiliar with What If... Uh, what if is just this fun little idea? It's an experiment, if you will, that lasted like I don't know, twenty years, maybe more, actually thirty years. Um, but it's a series of books where uh, the Watcher, normally Iwatu, in this case, uh, <laughs> oh my god, oops, we've broken everything. I've broken the the entire internet. Hang on. There we go. There, we fixed it. Yay. But yeah, so uh, What If was a fun little series uh, that kind of went by the wayside. It was a series about, like, what if something different happened in the Marvel Universe? Right, what if right, we right. change this one thing and then we tell a whole story about it? It used to be a testing ground for artists and writers and stuff like that. Which was smart. Which and, is a really smart idea. And it's also, like, you know, it kind of, it, like, really gets it out like of their system I don't know like you know what I mean where yeah. it's just like I got this crazy idea that's not gonna work in continuity right exactly just throw and, it in here and maybe it's not even the strong enough idea to work past one whole episode yeah yeah uh, or issue I should say uh, and that was definitely the case in uh, What If Peter Parker Became Punisher uh, it felt the most like a What If book the previous issue they did What If Flash Thompson Became Spider-Man right totally disposable uh, complete waste of your money. Okay. Like, someone could give you a recap in, like, maybe 30 seconds, and you'd be like, oh, I don't want to read that. And that would be it. And that's kind of, What's amazing about that is, that's basically what What If is. Like, I went back and read a whole bunch of What Ifs to prepare for the return of What If. And what yeah. I found was, most What Ifs are utterly disposable. We've, I've read a couple that I've really enjoyed. Oh, no, there's, there, is a, there are some diamonds in the rough. Yes. And there are a lot of fun ones. But by and large, I mean, there's like hundreds of issues of What If. Yeah. And they all, they're not all going to be winners. <laughs> and in this case, it's funny how like exemplary this was. What a perfect example. It is epitomizes what it was like to have What If in the world. Really? Yeah. It was, a, it was just a standard What If book. What if Peter Parker became the Punisher? Well, uh, he'd kill people. Okay, yeah. And, I mean, and, like, it, and what's amazing is, like, I don't even, I don't want to ruin it because some people might have not have read it yet. Yeah. But we do that on this show anyway, so I'm gonna preface this by saying spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, he starts off uh, by, because okay, so the what if cover is actually the best part of the book because you're like, oh, it's a fun little Punisherization of Spider-Man costume. So I guess the idea is Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man, and then like. Instead of, you know, he kills the burglar, and then because he kills the burglar, he decides he's going to punish everybody. He, he's a superhero, <laughs> once, so obviously he kills one person. Once he kills one person, he can't, he can't stop. He's he has sick. to kill every Everybody. person. Yeah. Uh, and that is, like, not quite, but kind of exactly what it is. But then I was like, oh, and he'll switch the costume from red and blue to black and white, and that'll be a whole thing. No, he starts off by making it black and white, and he calls himself, like, the Spider Punisher or something like that. It just sucks. Like, it's just, it's uninspired, it's silly, it's kind of dumb, it doesn't really, like, mean anything, it has no weight. It, it is a what-if book, but here's the thing. If the book was a dollar, it would be awesome. Okay. Because, like, who cares? And that's how what-if should be. What-ifs should be kind of like, well, because, like, not the biggest and bestest artists and writers are working on the book, and because it's kind of disposable, and because it doesn't matter in continuity, why not just make it a buck? Here you go. But when it's six, or five, or even four, no. Oh. Just, just you have to save your money because okay. there's so much other stuff See, out there. This review of this book, really, I didn't know where you were going with this because you were so like, "Yeah, this is a what." And I was I... so excited about this, no, about apparently. it coming back, but no, it's not great. But it's like it's oh. exactly what you'd expect from a what if book. So like, if you like hunger for the old school what ifs, go to your dollar bin and buy them for a quarter, and you 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 have <laughs> Wait, hundreds of issues to get. Go to your dollar bin. Yeah. But buy them for a quarter. But get them for a quarter. Yeah, no, you've got a dollar bin, you got like 20 what ifs. You go, okay, what can I get for these? And they're going to go. What if I paid you yeah, a quarter? Yeah, what if instead of giving you $13, these 13 issues, I gave you like six and a half dollars? That's and like 50 cents, but that's not bad. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> totally worth it, but this, this issue, disappointing. Oh. Uh, disappointing, but like in every way that you expect. It's just not worth the price. Okay. It's just not worth it. I am sorry though, because I knew you were really kind of excited for this. Me too. And then I saw the preview for the what if, for the what if Ghost Rider. I'm like, that looks like crap too. Oh no! And like, I love what if, and I like to see it back. And I think it's like it's such an easy book to make because they write themselves, right? But uh, 
But like maybe you this, can't charge. You maybe yeah. Maybe since it is like akin to what what if used to be, that means that occasionally we will get one that. Oh, is Oh, that like, should be like oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I think so. At the very least, I was gonna say I thought you were gonna go like maybe make it digital only. Ooh, and yeah, then make yeah, it cheaper, yeah. but I don't know. It was just not great. Just not not worth it. I'm sorry. Uh, ben Bastian. Uh, hi, I just wanted to say how much your show means to me because I don't really have many friends with an interest in comic books. So thank you for doing what you do. Well, thank well, you, Ben, for yeah. watching the show. Thank you for the super chat. No, but it, thank you for sticking around. And yeah, with us. no, it's always hard when like you have um, interests that the others around you don't because you like you're like you're excited to talk about it, you know? And like, yeah, it's rough. Like when you have something that like right, like and occasionally that. you get someone who's just like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll like you know tell me about it, tell me about it. But then you're they're like more explaining it than just yeah you're, you're like, trying to sell them comics instead of like actually just telling them what you what exactly you so yeah i hear you it's, it's rough yeah it was and, and this was rough mm-hmm. so we're we're in the same <laughs> in the same boat my friend uh okay i'm ready all right get over here infinity wars number four which is written uh by uh jerry duggan with art by mike deodato jr okay I was, uh, when I first read this first issue, yes. I was like, this is not very good. Okay. But the art was really good. And okay. so I'm like, and everybody told me how wrong I was because I didn't quite get it. Okay. Um, I've read the first four issues and I can tell you, like, definitively, this series is not very good. Uh, That's a shame. It, it is a shame. It's it's a damn shame. Uh, Gamora, like... Oh, Everyone except for Gamora refers to her as Requiem because that's the nickname she got as the bad guy when it was going to be a mystery, but then they just threw it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea here is that Loki is in the not amalgam Marvel universe and he's trying to like collect people. It's like House of M, but like somehow a little more inane. And <laughs> instead of being instead of just inventing a character like Bendis would have done. Uh, Duggan forgivably just uses Loki, and okay. he's like, "Okay, so I have to. I need help from Emma Frost. Emma Frost and Wolverine are merged. I'll just split them because I'm Loki and I can do that." Okay. And so, I thankfully, guess. we don't Layla Miller up this thing where it's just right, I'm a character who can advance slow-moving plot lines, and that's my music mutant power. Right. I mean, it is interesting that, like, okay, so Gamora uses the power of the Infinity Stones mm-hmm. to to fold the universe. She she snaps her fingers, which halves the population of the universe by merging them with each right, other. Right. 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 But. Are we saying that Loki is more powerful than an Infinity Stone? That, right. That he can separate at least one? I don't know. Like, that's it's, that's where, like, the whole idea of, like, magic and mythology tends mm-hmm. to have issues. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, ah, what's happening? Like, I know. Where are the rules? Yeah, it, it's a mess. But uh, the only, the best part of the issue is when, is the beginning, when Loki's talking to Emma Frost, Wolverine. Okay. And he's like, at some point or another, you're going to be, you're going to mix, you're going to merge with the Phoenix Force because you always do. Because there's always going to be some story where that happens. And when you do, you should come back here as the Phoenix and help me out. And so he does, like immediately. Like the old man Logan Phoenix, right, that's, Emma Frost that's in, character. But that's funny because in Thor right now. There's a Phoenix Wolverine, yeah. I know. But this one is the one that's merged with Emma Frost. Okay. Anyway, he helps out, but he doesn't stick around. And it's like a fun little moment, but in any case... He gets help from he he creates like a ragtag team of friends that are gonna help him like stop Gamora or whatever. Okay, so wait, so we have Emma Frost and Wolverine now that they're split, but then yeah, the other oh the Wolverine like Phoenix character they yeah. they leave, but they give him an Infinity Stone and then they leave. Um. Also, Wolverine's back, even though like in the Return of Wolverine, like we're doing a whole thing. It's a mess. It, the whole thing is... The continuity is all over the place. I have questions. I'm not even going to ask. It's not even worth it. <laughs> uh, what, what matters is, like, it, it's... If you turn your brain off, it's kind of fun. Okay. But even then, you get moments where, like, the art suffers because Deodato's clearly on a, like, on a budget. Or not a budget, but, like, he's budgeting time. Right, right, and right. And he's trying to, like, just make the best-looking book he can at the time that he doesn't have. Yeah. And so you get, like really really weird looking Gamora or not Gamora Gamora, um, uh, Emma Frost panels it's just is it Moondragon you do get Moondragon and Philobel (laughs) and other characters and that's kind of fun and we're setting up the future and Lockheed yeah what a weird team I know okay I know they also like Kang the Conqueror's merged with Ms. Marvel and they mix they, they, they split them up and 
they get like Hulk and Scott Lang are merged, so it's like a little monster. Was she instead of like Kamala Khan? Was she like Kamala Kang? I assume so. I we don't get into it. <laughs> All I do know is like she makes it like Loki tur- like gets a team together to go get Adam Warlock because only he can help because the whole world is trapped in the Soul Stone. And, uh, and 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 Gamora is trying to like whoa yeah, watchers yeah and then there's watchers and it's like oh watchers cool like so there's there's promise but it's just it's just like who cares like at this point like who who has the patience for this anymore okay like <laughs> I, I understand I don't know it's just rough it, it, it's it's it could be really cool the Infinity Warps are more of a fun idea yeah yeah but and again because then, of, that's more of a nostalgia. Right, well, it's just like Marvel factor. going like, okay, so everybody really is still talking about those Amalgam characters, and, like, older people who remember it are starting to, like, want fan art and stuff of it. Can we do that without DC? Can we just do that? Can we capture the magic of Amalgam without right, without right, working right. with the other 50% of what Amalgam is cool? Yeah. Uh, the answer is no, more or less. Because, like, as much as I like the idea of merging characters, like, we had one where it was, like, Old Man Logan and Old Man Rogers, and it's Old Glory... Um, this is back when with uh, with an old episode we did with Joel, but like, I, I've done that a couple times. Yeah, they're fun ideas. It's kind of silly, and like, it doesn't quite work. It's not like nearly as kitschy and fun. Like the Arachnite, where it's Moon Knight and Spider Man. I don't, I don't want to see. I don't care. Like, I just don't care. But anyway, who knows? Um, right. That's, I, but I it's you. it's fine. I get, I, get I get why people like it. It's not for me. I I'm I'm looking forward to like maybe the next event. All right. Uh, jumping into the super chats and hopefully a book that you've read. Uh, I want to talk about uh, some super chats here. Uh, Zyko the Psycho. I asked you on Twitter if you'd consider a package on Spider-Man Back in Black, but I never asked if you uh, asked you what you thought of it. Also, I'd like to see some back issues on Nightwing and Red Robin pre-New 52. Fair enough. Um, I I thought it was a, a cash grab because Back in Black was cle- clearly in like a forced narrative because Spider-Man in the movie was wearing a black costume. Okay. Uh, but Straczynski wrote it, so he did a good job with the story. It's a fun, cool, neat story. Um, but it's clearly driven by something that was never going to increase sales. Right, um, right, But at right. least the people who did the book drew the freaking black costume correctly, which apparently is, like, hard to do nowadays. <laughs> um, Mr. Roboto, why isn't there a Marvel character called Ragtag? I don't know. Excellent idea. Yeah. Denial. Uh, Namor was right. Words I never thought I'd type. I know. <laughs> Oftentimes, the most controversial people have the uh, have the have the you know the most forward thinking ideas. <laughs> Pricey Eddie Forty. What's your take on Spider Man Noir? I think it's cool. Always had a fondness for him, but never been able to narrow it down. I like the first volume better than the second, and so forth. Okay. And denial. Everything about this event is cool except the actual event. Agreed. <laughs> literally. No, you're right. Like literally, everything about this event is neat except oh, for reading the book. The book itself is kind of a really funny. Kind of a mixed bag. It's really funny. So Tiffany, what else? Uh, what else came out that you dug and read? So can I go back two weeks? Yes, please. Okay. There's a lot of cool books that came out a couple weeks that we didn't get a chance to weigh in on, and maybe you missed it and you didn't get a get a chance to buy it. Well, really, what it is, like, I need to really very briefly talk about Doctor Strange from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, issue number. Come on, brain. Uh, six. It's the beginning of a new yes. story arc called um, the Two Doctors. So like we just wrapped up the whole like strange in space. Yes. Story arc. He's not so he's not in space anymore? No. So like clearly what happened was now maybe this isn't clearly what happened was. It feels like what happened mm-hmm. is they were like, Mark Wade, you're gonna write Doctor Strange. By the way, it's gonna be going on during this whole Infinity Wars thing, so we need Strange in Space so we can like join in and like So we can go get an Infinity Stone and then yeah. come back. So And then if we do that, you can tell whatever story you want. Okay. I mean like story you want. Here's just the thing. do this. The story that where he is in space clearly is like an original idea. Kind of, except for the fact that, like, he doesn't have magic and he can't remember why. Oh, then no. he gets it back and he's totally fine. He totally, like, destroys the magic stain in, like, a really cool way, which I didn't get to talk about. Like, I was even in a book before that. Because, like, I swear I haven't talked about Strange in forever. No, it's true. I didn't get to tell you this, but, like, the way he defends the Earth from the magic stain, who, like, th- like shoots at this, like, big... It's a magic missile. <laughs> it's literally a giant magic missile at the Earth. He t- uses... He tells Kana... He, like, puts plans and coordinates into her brain. I look like I'm doing the... To, to, to yeah, you're gonna kill like, me. Um, and then she flies in a circle and like does all these moves and creates yeah. the seal of the Vashanti, which protects the Earth mm-hmm. from it. So it's, it's just cool. Anyway, but now that that's all taken care of, he's just like, let's go back to Earth. I'll buy you a coffee because you've never had that. Because you've never been to Earth, I assume. And like, meanwhile, like back in the Sanctum, like Doctor Strange, who looks like Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange, is there with uh, bats, mm-hmm. and he's just like, there's another Strange coming. 
Okay. And so, like, he shows up, and then they fight. Okay. And wait, wait, he just... Like, we don't know our, who it like, is? Space Strange shows up to the Sanctum where, like, Jason Aaron Strange is, who's just, like... He does, like, I don't know who this strange, I don't know who this person is, but, mm-hmm. like, they think there's Doctor Strange. And, like, the one who showed, like, our, the one we've been reading shows up. He says, like, who the hell do you think you are? But and the so, one that they showed in the big page reveal yeah. was wearing the Jason Aaron outfit. Yes, and he's the one who's, like, in the Sanctum. Okay. So then, like, new Doctor Str- or our <laughs> Doctor Strange from the Wade run shows up, and he is wearing, like, this crazy armor that he created, right? And it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they, like, they fight for a while. And then, like, you know, Bats helps out a little bit by taking out Kana and such. And, um... <laughs> so remember... Remember when this this whole series started, everybody? Mm-hmm. And um, we had a little bit of a theory as to Mark Wade writing this book and a character that would show back up. Yeah, the kid! Like, the, the girl from his run, from his miniseries, The Doctor is In or this whatever. This is why... The Doctor is Out. This is the why doctor, I am oh, pretty much 100% certain that they said, write this other story... You could do whatever you want. He's like, I want to do that. I want to bring back my character. I told you. I remember being like, hey, if Mark Waits are going to write it, I bet he brings back that character. I know. That's awesome. Yep. And I, I agree with you. Yeah. He's right there with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you knew. But, um, yeah, so, like, it's basically her usually, like, looking like him. And so, like, she, like... Oh, she has, like, a like a projection spell? Yeah, so she, like, tur- like, she turns into herself, Casey, for, like, a second. Mm-hmm. And, like, for a moment, he knows who she is. And he's like, and then he can't remember, and she leaves. Oh. And, like... Why can't he remember? And that's what the whole question is, right? And then we go on this whole journey where, like, there was a, um... There was a demon who Wade also created! Mm-hmm. Who used to hang out with him, who I think was also in The Doctor's Out, but he's definitely in some other stories. But, like, who apparently back, like... They talk this whole story where it was just, like... It was, like, a big problem going on. And, like, after the whole thing happened with Casey and, like, she, like... She lost her soul? Yeah, like, she died, didn't I? Yeah. And, like, he was, like, trying to find her. He's like, I'll never... I'll, I won't stop looking for you. Yeah, so, like, but then was, he does. He was... Exactly. He was so, like, put upon with grief and, like, trying to find her that he was too distracted and was going to not be able to defend the Earth. Mm-hmm. So this demon was like, hey, here, here's what you're going to do. I want you to just give me your memories yeah. of, like her okay and then i'll I'll give them back to you when you're done fighting this like this other threat that is that needs your attention more what because he's gonna be just so distracted he was too distracted he couldn't win oh so he gives it to him and then strange defeats the like i think her name is jindo and um she's gone and then like strange is like cool well he doesn't remember that he did anything because like he gives him the memories and he's just like you swear to give them back to me he's like i swear and then like he's like swear what Oh. And so, like, Larry is like, don't worry, I'll be back. And so mm-hmm. he leaves, and then Jundo shows up because she couldn't come back to our dimension anymore, and he ki- she kills Larry. And so the memories are lost. Why would you do that? Well, because Jundo was mad because she's like, it's because of you, Larry, that he won. Oh. Like, you were the reason that, like, I got defeated mm-hmm. by Strange. So okay. I'm going to kill you. Oh, all right, fair enough. So then Larry's mate shows up because, like, he summons Larry. He's like, I'm going to – I think he might have something to do with this. Mm-hmm. So he summons him and, like, his mate shows up and his mate's like, hey, yeah, you suck because my mate is dead because of you. Mm-hmm. But, like, here, have your memories back. And he's like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> so. And that's hilarious because it's also, like, Mark Wade meta writing because it's like – because no one – Reference no one or remembers that mini that mini series he wrote. Well, because here's what's so funny is like she was a student of Strange, which is pretty much what Zelma was. And yes. it's like he's like, no, you go away forever, and I'm gonna bring my character in. <laughs> exactly, because she does. She shows up at the beginning of like that first arc when Mark Wade was and writing. Just, nah. And she's like, hi, I'm just like, I just want to let you know you're never gonna see me again. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like, okay. So, and, like, you weren't really a big Zelma fan anyway. I so wasn't, who's really but, like, I'm not disappointed, but I'm just like, this is so dumb. This is, like... This is, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, so how about we just establish... How about we just deal with what's being written and not, like, keep going... Keep like Every time you change the guard, you throw away everything you did before? Yeah, that's what it feels like. And so, like, now they're dealing with that, and, like, Kana and Bats go off to another dimension to find the demon who originally took her soul because he's technically the one who last saw her right. alive. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, he's, like, dead. Oh, no. And, like, he's, like, it's real bad. Okay. Too. And also, um, Casey, as strange, goes to Damon Hellstrom. Okay. Because, like, they have, like, a, like a, an armory there of magical items. And, like, she's, like, I'm going to need them, basically. And, okay. Like, he's, like, what are you talking about? You know you can't take these out. And she, like, does something to him. So, like, she's, like, really powerful right now, too, okay. and angry, so, yeah. Cool. But, yeah, I just thought that was so funny that it was just, like, yeah, you were just 
chomping at the bit to bring her back, and you had to tell this other story so this Infinity Wars thing could work, and now that that's, yeah, get out of here, and he's yeah. got his magic back, and it's all fine. Yep. Yep, just right fine. into it. The first issue in this new arc, she's back. That's hilarious. That's great. I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's what it was expected, but also like, yeah. good, now he can do something with this character. Because, like, she was fun. She's fine. Like, it doesn't really matter. Well, they didn't. Just... He, he only had, like, four issues or whatever to do something with her in right. the first place. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's like. It's a miniseries. By the way, the miniseries spun out of the Bendis era. Right. When Bendis made Doctor Strange lose his Sorcerer Supreme status. Right. It would have been. Like, more... that's how long we've been waiting for this character to come back. I Yeah. It would have been more interesting if, in, like, and, I'm, I, and again, I'm saying more interesting based off of the first issue of this new arc, so I don't right. really know if it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like it would have been more interesting if. If he like worked with what was there already and used Zelma, like as though Zelma were Casey, like Zelma's like Casey's yeah. soul was in Zelma, <clears throat> right? And so like she's always been tied to this. That would be really cool. And it's like, hey, no. I'm honoring what you wrote, but I still want to like bring my character back, right? So I'm gonna retcon it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, then like he could, you could also do the the thing where it's like, oh, we got merged, like. Or whatever, and after Infinity Wars, like right, they got right, split. right, exactly. But that's but like if you did the other thing, that's always she's always like Zelma's had a penchant for magic because like her like the yeah. soul that's in her has had that. So right. like I was like that would have been a little cooler. Yeah, I agree. The fact too that like he had memory loss right up to when he didn't have the magic anymore, and now we're dealing with something that has to do with memory loss. Yeah. But like that clearly happened a long time ago mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of sloppy and it's a little lazy uh-huh. it's just like wait that when did right. this all happen so i don't know <laughs> i don't know so okay Wade's like i don't care <laughs> that's fair i mean like at least we got to talk about it that's yeah fair. so I, I did want to talk about it i'm still gonna keep reading it because like um i'm kind of more like fascinated at this point like what he yeah like on. what are you gonna do now yeah, wade what, yeah what did you you had to bring her back where are we going? Yeah, what are you going to do with it? So no, Zelma's not back. Zelma's not back. It's the first Zelma, the character that Wade created in a book called The Doctor Is Out. Yeah, The Doctor Is Out. So check that out. <laughs> or That's not. Fun. It's fine. You know, if we're going to talk about books that came out like two weeks ago that we didn't get just a chance to talk quick. about. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm just saying, like, just real quick. Okay, we're just yeah, going yeah. Back I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to waste your time on this too, too long because no one's going to want to read this. But just in case you do, and you watch our episode of Backages on it. Uh, Batman the Max number one came out two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. It's written and drawn by Sam Keith. Uh, If you watched our episode and you know and you were intrigued by anything that happened, uh, or you saw the 13 episode series from MTV called The Max, uh, you're totally caught up and ready to read this book. (laughs) He throws away everything he did that nobody liked. Oh. Like, basically the last 23 issues of the book. And just goes like, oh, it's just this. So here's just a fun, like, kind of... It's kind of still, like, hard to grasp crossover because how many of us still remember the Max anymore. Okay. But it's really fun, and the art's really cool, and he doesn't go too off the beaten path when it comes to, like, proportions and everything. So definitely check it out if you're, like, curious at all. If you if you have any interest in the Max, you might want to read this one because at least Batman's in it. Right. And Keith has respect and reverence for the character, so, like, Batman isn't a dumbass. It's not like, the, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, I have an opportunity to make my character look cool and Batman look really dumb. No, like, Keith thinks the Max is dumb, so, like, he's making Max look like a dummy. And it's fun and it's cool. And I, I dig it. I'm going to read the whole series. And either way, like, there's a... Like, even if you're not a big fan of, like, how Keith draws things now, there's a ton of awesome variant covers for this series for some reason. And everybody, like, it's like everybody was like, I want to draw the Max. I haven't got a chance to do that. Oh, So, like, every, okay. there's, like, a thousand variant covers for this book. Most of them were at New York Comic Con. I didn't get a chance to get it. Like, I didn't bring my Max. I was like, oh, maybe I'll have everybody sign it. Oh. But, incidentally, New York Comic Con, Sam Keith just showed up. He wasn't on the list, but he was no. there. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't bring my Max number one. Yeah. Or my other four copies of the Max no, number one. And that was actually all thanks to a fan. Yes. Somebody like... in the line when you were meeting Jock uh, mentioned, <laughs> like, was showing us his signatures. He got a signature from Sam Keith. I'm like, when did you get that? He's like, literally an hour ago upstairs. And I'm like, are you shitting me? Yeah. So that was really cool. And it yes. was a bucket list check that I never thought I'd it, ever get a chance to. It's one to of those do. examples where, like, at when you're at a con, like, oh, like, talk to people. Yeah. Because you never know what someone else is going to know. No, it's true. Uh, so, yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> um, getting back into the books that came out this week. Do you have any others that came um, out this week? I do, and, like, I kind of have to talk about a um, book that came out 
two weeks ago too because guys don't forget like um if you're reading justice league dark right now we're like participating in the witching hour the witching which hour it's so funny because that was an old dc like early dc and then vertigo title yeah of like short stories and stuff like that called the witching hour and now i mean like obviously it has its own connotations but you know sure. what i mean um, but this started two weeks ago in Wonder Woman and the Justice League, and then this week was in Wonder Woman number 56. So those of you who are Wonder Woman fans, I'm like, this is just this, like, they warned you at the beginning, they're like, you have to read this other book first. Right. <laughs> That's fair. And by the way, like, not a bad book to read. No, not at all. I have had a blast with this series. Um, Wonder Woman number 56 was written by James Tynion IV with art by Emmanuel... La Pacino. I apologize if I didn't get that correctly. Um, it's incredible. It's literally, um, like, in Justice League Dark, we've, of course, been dealing with The Other Kind and uh, The Upside Down Man, and this is focusing more on Wonder Woman and her mark. And it's yes, the mark under the tiara, yeah. Yeah, and Hecate's back. Okay. And um, it's about her, really, and the fact that, like, it's not quite Horcruxes, but it's Horcruxes in a sense. Fair enough. Where um, we get this fun backstory from Cersei today. Oh. Like, Wonder Woman go visits, visits her island with, like, the Justice League Dark folk. Um, among them now, uh, Constantine's, like, on board. He's, he's on the, I'm in the book now. I'm, the, I'm for here. Real. I'm part of it. He kisses Zatanna at one point. Oh. Because he's just like, we're all gonna die anyway. Right. And she's like, you first. Later on, he's like, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> she, she probably shouldn't have done that. And she's just, she, doesn't, she just kind of dances around it. Mm. Like, she doesn't want to, like, say yay or nay. I was like, okay. cute. Um, Dead Man has also shown up cool this, of course he's great um but um the idea is that um back in the day like before gods walk the earth and all that like hecate was here she's like older than most of them that mm -hmm. kind of thing and um she took her power and she split it up into five pieces and she put it into her witch marked okay and um whenever one of them would die or whatever she'd taken she put it into somebody else right but the idea is that one day she would want all of her power back and like she could like supplant all the magic in the world with her own power and then she'd be mm. in charge of all of it okay and so like it's almost in a way because of what's going on with the other kind in the source wall and the tree of wonder that this is her opportunity mm -hmm. she's just like here we go like yeah this is my chance to really like shine and take over and I'll push the other kind back and it'll be totally cool. Right. But of course I'll be in charge of it all because like Hecate used to be like a force for light but now she's like it's corrupt evil and like like Cersei's like the reason she's my patron is not because of anything good I've ever done but it's because of my like my anger and wrath. Okay. And so like but Cersei's on board. She's like, it's so funny because initially she shows up and she's just like huge. You got the crazy costume on and she's just like, yeah, it's on. And she turns <laughs> all the guys into animals. Oh, that's fun. Um, So it's hilarious. And um, when like Diana takes her tiara off and shows the mark, mm -hmm. she just turns into like, she's this really like, like normal everyday sort of like outfit that she like wears where it's like a little jacket and like yeah. all that stuff. And like she's like, oh, I am so sorry. Things are going to get way worse for you. And she hugs her <laughs> and it's just like, whoa. And Cersei's like down on your level being like that. It's bad. That's really bad. It's bad. That's awesome. Um, but essentially, like, we have seen uh, two of the other um, witch branded. Um, one of them was Witchfire. And um, she was in the bar with no name, or with the bar with no doors. Mm -hmm. Not the bar with no doors. <laughs> the other oh, bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too many bars, everybody. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking um, about. But the, basically, the idea is that like um, there are all these magic users in the DC universe yes. who've never really excelled to like a Zatanna level, right, or like Constantine level. They just they 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 dabble and they go for these little meetings and mm -hmm. other characters like who are like higher up in rankings come up and they encourage them. They're like, no, no, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a good job. And they all meet. Witchfire's there, and Witchfire's like feeling funky and all of a sudden like her like mark shows up and then Hecate like comes into her mm -hmm. and like becomes her and she takes her power back the Oblivion Bar thank you so much you. um and um she ends up burning most of them alive and Constantine's Aww. also there and he's just like I, he's like he's just sitting there he's just like I can't believe what I just saw and he's just like honestly like I thought I was dead as well mm -hmm. so now, um, I want to make sure I get this right, this name right, because it's uh, Manito, Manitou Dawn, mm -hmm. who is um, a long-standing character, apparently, who's um, Native American and all that. Uh, she also has the mark, and uh, it's cool when she, like, her mark reveals itself. Hecate doesn't immediately go in here. She sends her off, um, and when she uses her power, she's in the desert, and the desert turns to glass. Oh, that's cool. And it's a really cool visual, and I'm like, that's really neat. And, like, this is how Deadman gets involved, because he... Uh, 
she sent off to destroy uh, Nanda Parabat, mm -hmm. which is like a, a city from his lore and like from yeah yeah. So she goes off to destroy that, and he's okay. like, "I need your help. You guys have to help me with this." And like, Wonder Woman's plan is to get Cersei to help her, okay. and like, Zatanna's completely against this. She's like, mm -mm, "This is a bad idea." And like, Zatanna's plan or uh, Wonder Woman's plan is Cersei. Since you're her, or she's your patron, is there a way that you can help me to control what her got. power? Yeah. And she's like, I, that might work. Let's give it a shot. And like, Zatanna's like, this is probably the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah, but she said that in like the first issue too. Right? Because she's like, well, like my dad told me like in a dream that like one of us had this power that could like destroy or like save magic. Clearly that's what this is. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe it's not. Probably not though. It's a red herring, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at, at the those. end of the day, Cersei totally helps her to do this. Okay. Um, also, um, in, in the previous issue, um, I think it's in the previous issue. I'm not sure. Um, but um, the uh, Diana and the rest of the Dark Justice League Dark folk, or at least Satana, go to the Justice League themselves, and they're oh. like, things are bad, <laughs> and they explain the out, like you know, like what they're gonna do, and like. That's cool. Um, I like that. He, like uh, John Stewart's going to go talk to um, the Owens and like see if they have any information on like what's happening on the other side and the Upside Down Man. Mm. And um, you know Aquaman's going to go see if any of his like mystics or, or magicians have any like answers. Okay. And um, so Diana's like, "Cool, all right." And they leave. And then Hecate shows up and she tells them to forget that it ever happened. Oh no! And so they just go about their business like they never spoke. Aww. And I'm like. What a great way to get the Justice League out of this. Yes. Like, where is anyone? I mean, right. obviously Superman's not going to be very helpful in this no. because magic. Yeah. But, like, anyone else could be helpful. Yeah. Nope. That'd be really cool. Nope. That's, a, way, that's she, a cool way to, like, explain it away. Yeah, because she's she's so powerful. She's just like, nope, yeah. it's cool. Nice. No, you don't remember. You I don't remember it. ever talking to us. She does that earlier when they do a flashback to Hippolyta as well. Cool. So, it, it's a really... You're on your own. Yeah, it's a really interesting story. Uh, I cannot wait to see where it goes. And this, the next issue of The Witching Hour will be in Justice League Dark. Mm. Um, and it's actually coming out, I think, next week. I think you're right. I think it is. I'm not sure. Because yeah. it's been like pretty much back to back to back. It's yeah, awesome. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just been really enjoying this. Titan's really hitting it out of the park. And like, it's kind of one of those things where I'm just like, any, everything you do after this, I'm sure it's going to be good. But I'm just like... Like, I'm kind of digging this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, not sure it's ever going to live up to it. But like, no, that's I don't DC. know. I don't know. So great. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. Mm -hmm. um, let's jump into some super chats before sure, we forget, because sure. I've uh, I've been ne neglecting you guys. And I don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Roboto, is Dr. Strange the supreme off of Earth? Like, is he so is he source supreme when he's not on Earth? Um, I think in the, the yeah. I think in that story they said he was going to go visit other source sorcerer supremes. Well, no, like he no, he's going to go visit other people on other planets. But I that's always like a like a weird thing because it really depends on the person who's writing it. It seems like because mm -hmm. some people say like he's sorcerer supreme of Earth and that's it. Right, but it's also of this dimension. Of the dimension and, and like so, Jupiter's in this dimension. Yeah, and so like I think <clears throat> it really depends on the person who's writing it what being sorcerer supreme entails and yeah. what your responsibilities. are are necessarily mm -hmm. um in this it, it acts almost more like it's just earth for yeah. wade um but i definitely have seen others do it where it's it's more of a, a universe spanning thing yeah i think you're i think that's more likely which is why he has to, has to astral project so much since he's doing so many things in different places mm -hmm. uh, griffin broils uh would you read a marvel dragon ball z crossover haha -ha. uh no i would <laughs> because i would pitch that you um use iron fist mm. like That'd be fun. Right? Yeah, but that's not what's going to sell books. It might. It, for those who are interested in DBZ, like, Iron yeah, Fist might true. be the easiest... Gateway character. Yeah, and, like, that would be pretty cool. I mean, he has, like... He's the defender of Kunlun. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. <clears throat> uh, Denial, Tiffany, uh, DC Nation said, The Rogelzar outranks the Upside Down Man as, like, most badass villains. And here I thought Robin maiming people was the most upsetting thing this week. I disagree with that 100%. Yeah, I think Rogelzar might be one of the most overrated characters ever made, that's... and he's only been around for, like, a few months. I was going to say, that's really my personal opinion, because, of course, I tend to sway, if, like, it's between, like, an it's action magic. thing and a magical thing, of course I'm going to sway that, and on top of it, he's more of a horror magical thing. Mm -hmm. So, for me, 100%, the upside-down man outranks Rogelzar, but, yeah. you know what? It, that's, that's everyone's own taste, but, like... I think the Upside Down Man's way creepier. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Michael Fresh, French. Hey, first time watching live. I can't stay because I'm working. Do you think that we'll ever see Marvel Comics start to change to Marvel 2099? No. Uh, thanks for watching, man. Uh, and good I'm, luck at work. Yeah, good luck at work. Sorry you can't stay, but we do appreciate you not only watching, but also jumping in on the Super Chats. Yeah, very kind of you. Um, 
No, I don't think they're ever going to do that. Uh, I think that if ever, like, you're going to see the Marvel Universe switch over to 2099, it'll be an Age of Apocalypse event. Like okay. a Secret Wars type event, where it's like we finally go to the future, and we do right, like we right. do a, like a year or... Everything's... It's funny how, like, they, the decompression is like, take a book that would be done in two issues and make it 12. And yet, they're like, take an event that would have been cool for, like, a year and make it work in, like, two months. Yeah. But then have delays make it six months. It's bizarre. Yeah. So... I mean... But I think 2099 will be an event. That yeah, I mean, 2099 needs to be its own little <clears throat> thing, almost like the Ultimate Universe, so maybe one day they'll merge that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, or Ultimate 2099. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben Wilson, love your work. Great bus rides to work listening. Thank you very oh, much. I'm glad yeah. that we can uh, accompany you on the ride. <laughs> and Martin Outcherlad helping us out. Maybe he's learning how the Super Chats work, or maybe he's just helping us out. Either way, Which Martin, we appreciate. Thank you very much. Either thank way, you. you're the man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Justice League Dark. Uh, oh, so Spider-Man came out? Yeah. Actually, it's all Spider-Man, I think, from, from here on out. It's the rest. Nothing more but Spider-Man. Yep. So, here we go. Um, <clears throat> this issue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> This issue of Main Spider-Man, of course, is written by Nick Spencer, but this time Humberto Ramos is on board because uh, Ryan Otley's got to take some time. Okay. To catch up. Well, he was also recently at a... No, that doesn't really work. No, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Otley was at, a, at New York Comic Con. He was. We got to talk to him. He was super nice. Um, this story is that, like, the Kingpin basically puts out a hit on Boomerang in the like bar that Boomerang and Spider-Man are in. Right. Uh, Spidey and Boomerang have to defend themselves from like all these D-list villains who are trying to kill them. Uh, Peter Parker is there instead of Spider-Man. It's not, they're not split anymore, but it's just that he's not dressed as Spider-Man. Okay. Um, Boomerang is also Peter Parker's roommate. Yes. And so he, in a previous story or issue, invites Peter to go with him to trivia night because he knows that Peter Parker's a big Spider-Man expert. Right, right. Try and win some free cash. win, yeah. And uh, Peter does, uh, they had a rule where it's like, you can't come in unless you are a supervillain. And Boomerang's cover for Peter is that he is the liar. And that he's like, he's great at lying. Which is kind of like funny, because it's, because that's what Peter is. He's a big liar. Yeah. He lies to everybody he loves. But he's also like really bad at it. Like, yeah. On the spot. I know. <laughs> when it's not like to, to protect them it's from true. his secret identity. But uh, ultimately the story goes that like Peter and the, and the boomerang escape uh, with barely, like, you know, barely. Uh, and boomerang tells a story because uh, in an earlier story, uh, Peter tells boomerang and, sees that he's playing cards with his old Deadly Foes of Spider-Man team. Okay. And he's like, you know, you're all just hanging out. And they're talking about, like, the next job. But they're like, oh, no, 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 we don't talk about work here at the at the poker table. Like, okay. we're, just, we're just friends. And it's like, it was a cute little, like, throwback. Like, hey, look, it's like, because Nick Spencer wrote Deadly Foes of Spider-Man or, Deadly, or Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And so okay. he's like, um, and since Boomerang and all these other characters were, like, kind of, like, brought up by Nick Spencer... Uh, let's bring them back in some kind of fun, organic way, even though things like really ended poorly for them in the previous story. Uh, so Peter reveals that like he and Spider-Man were talking, and he tailed Boomerang to their like location, um, and he saw their like you know their clandestine poker game. Okay. And then uh, Boomerang reveals that like they're all life model decoys, and all of them have no, want nothing to do with him. And he just wants to see his friends. And so he's like, it's this really sad story about how, like, Boomerang's just all alone. And so he has, like, phony, like, robot copies of, like, the best time of his life so he can, like, escape for a little while. And that makes Peter feel really bad for him. And so, ultimately, like, Peter, like, forgives him slash feels bad for him. And he's like, so I think the idea is they're going to explore the idea that Peter and Boomerang are going to be like buddies. Oh, and that's cute. Um, I, I I like the idea, and I know it's like coming to a head. So we'll see how that goes. But it was also like a really that's a very Spenceronian way of humor of humor humanizing the Boomerang. Right. Um, incidentally, also uh, that sent that blue centipede dude shows up, and he turns out like he also. What? has designs on uh, Spider... Like, he's he's been, like, messing with a bunch of different, like, classic Spider-Man characters. Mysterio, now the Kingpin, who's also mayor of New York. Mm -hmm. um, 
I tell you, I don't like him. No, he's really creepy. Um, <laughs> I had initially uh, tossed out the idea that maybe, like, after, because Nick Spencer wrote Damnation and Mysterio was depowered, that, like, this creepy centipede guy is actually Mysterio. That's why he knows who Spider-Man and Peter Parker is. That's why he has, like, a vested interest in protecting Wait, him. Mephisto? Or? Yeah, the Mephisto's, like, walking around oh! as this creepy centipede guy, and, like, this is all he can conjure. That's gross. Um, I like that idea. Uh, the alternative theory is that it's Harry Osborn. And that he, like, that due to the Mephisto thing, he basically remembers that he... Because it's, it's basically a, bit a walking corpse. And he can conjure, like, horrible dead, like, you know, carrion-feeding bugs and stuff. That's gross. So his, his whole, like, visage is connected to death anyway. Right. So, and because it was kind of like a really big cheat that they brought Harry Osborn back to life because his death was actually probably one of the most, in like, interesting stories with Harry Osborn in them. Right. Um we're establishing that like maybe it was a mistake or maybe Harry remembers being dead or maybe, but like that the centipede creature is Harry Osborn. Okay. So it's either, so for me it's, it could be Mephisto. Like that's just kind of like, oh, I'm freaking out. And I know there's one person on this planet that owes me a favor. Okay. Uh, or it's Harry and he's like, I'm freaking out, man. Right. Either right. way. Okay. Uh, but it's a character that knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Right. You know what's funny is I feel like I haven't seen Humberto Ramos's art in a really long time, but mm -hmm. like when seeing Kingpin like emote, yeah, like I forgot how like expressive, yeah, his art is. Yeah, I dig Humberto Ramos's art, even though it's very stylized. Very stylized. Uh, I noticed the chat is also power ranking different versions of Tiffany, <laughs> um, which is fun, uh, and I want to thank you all for for participating in that. <laughs> it looks like Muffet Tip is winning. So I think so. It's fair. I don't think I could take her. Yeah, uh, Silvery Cricket. <laughs> Saying weird that White Rabbit is in that book, even though she's been dead for months. Uh, yep, uh, that's how you write comics the Marvel way. Well, she's you back, ignore so what like... everyone's doing. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, oh wait, no, do you have another book? I don't. Like, okay. Literally, I have two other things I have to like read, but like I, there are some books people that not people, but like mm -hmm. I just really like to take my time with. And um, I know two weeks ago the next Magic Order came out, and it's one of those where I'm just like. No, no, no. I need a, a good cup of coffee and uh, yeah, a little just to time to just, just enjoy that book because I really do love that book so, so much. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, then we are going to round out this new comic review with the book that, damn it, I did it again. Just click over on the, the other. There yeah. you go. Sorry. Excellent. Oh, you can't even. They didn't no, they didn't even know. They didn't even know. But uh -uh. here it comes. Uh, it's <laughs> Spider-Geddon number one. Woo! Written by Christos Gage, based on a story by Dan Slott, with art by Jose, uh, Jorge Molina. Uh, let me just read it. It just says right there. Uh, Jorge Molina. Yeah. <clears throat> you saw it, too. Uh, this is a straight-up sequel to Spider-Verse. Right. But, and I, I tossed out this theory that, like, wouldn't it be fun if they did a Spider-Man, Spider-Verse story. Because, like, no one seems to like Peter Parker anymore in the Spider-Verse. Like, okay. after Spider-Verse, Peter Parker looked like a huge idiot and a chump. And then, after Clone Conspiracy, like, Kane and Spider-Gwen and a couple other characters all thought that Peter Parker was, like, an idiot clown moron. And so I was like, wouldn't it be interesting if the whole damn thing was about Miles? And uh, apparently, Gage thought so too. And so the idea here is that, like, uh, Doc Ock is running around in a clone body of a merging of Peter Parker and Dotto Octavius's uh, DNA. Okay. In a perfect new clone uh, that has kind of like spider powers, but also he uses the octo octo octopus arms. Okay. Um, he's running around as the superior octopus. Which is a terrible name because yeah. what is he? Is he more superior than the original Doctor Octopus? Because if that's the case, then it has to be the superior Doctor Octopus. No, he's more superior than a regular octopus. The, technically, yeah, we all are, unless like you're fighting one and it's bigger than a submarine or whatever. But like, <laughs> superior octopus is a stupid name, and uh, as I understand, it, it's going away because they're going to bring back Superior Spider-Man. Okay, which makes sense. Sure, because he. Basically, a Spider-Man. Right. Anyway, uh, the idea is that like Doc Ock steals a bunch of cloning information, and so he makes like he, he's he's cheated death. He's defeated death because he can make clones. Okay. And and then he's just going to make as many Gwen clones as he can. And no, he's that's just gonna that's, jump into a big pool of them. That's and... that's that's Miles Warren. Doc Ock doesn't. 
Dog Dog doesn't care about Gwen. Every time we say anything about clones. It's just a big gross thing. He's going to do something with Gwen, which is just like, why would you do that? I know, I know. He's Uh, just like, I'm just getting on the bandwagon. I I, I figure, like, you know what? Well, there's all this extra DNA of her everywhere. (laughs) Gross. So, uh, basically, a bunch of, like, fun characters show up, and they're like, Miles, uh, the Inheritors. You remember Morlon and his dumb family? They're, like, they could (laughs) escape... By jumping into clone bodies that Doc Ock is making. Like, basically, that Superior Octopus has unwittingly created vessels for the Inheritors to jump into. Okay. They go to stop him, and then the Inheritors show up. Right. And then I stop buying this book forever, because the Inheritors are back. And God help me, do I not care about the Inheritors? And I know... That a lot of people really enjoyed Spider-Verse, and that actually is the title of a fun upcoming Spider-Man movie that I'm probably going to really enjoy. But you know what I don't enjoy? Energy vampires. Or Morlun. Or four rip-off characters of Morlun. I didn't enjoy Spider-Verse. I'm one of the three people who didn't like the book. And uh, so doing a direct sequel that doesn't feature the one Spider-Man I like, it, not for me. Like, I don't like redundancies. So, like, having tw- a, a universe of Spider-Mans... Kind of sounds annoying to me. Uh, I don't like the fact there's like 19 Robins. You know, like I, I don't like a lot of that stuff. I like there being like a pure archetypal thing. Here's the characters. But like, anyway, it, it ain't for me. Yeah. If you liked the Inheritors or Spider-Verse, or if you like Miles, or if you like Doc Ock as the superior octopus, you're probably going to like the story because it's going to feature most of them. Right. It would have been more interesting if the Inheritors <clears throat> had shown up and then immediately were all destroyed yes. and it was something else yeah I, I remember talking on the Elseworlds Exchange when Spider-Verse was coming out mm-hmm. and I was like wouldn't it have been cool if they actually used Spider-Man villains that weren't stupid and like weren't totally lame because I hate Inheritors and Energy Vampires and I was like remember the time when Spider-Man's villains weren't these like dumbass like romance characters like why wouldn't you just use Spider-Man villains? Mm-hmm. If you're using a Spider-Verse and it's a whole bunch of like different alternate reality versions of things, hey, wouldn't it have been neat if like when Doc Ock was a bad guy, uh, Doc Ock goes to the multiverse and collects like the Sinister 60 and gets like a million different alternate versions of like the deadliest versions of Spider-Man's villains and then have them attack Spider-Man yeah. and the Spider-Verse? And you know what I mean? Like Doc yes. Ock being like, I'm done with Spider-Man and knowing, and, you know, it's a merge of uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths where it's like, because Owlman is a plan where he's like, if I make a choice and there's a universe that has the opposite choice, then nothing matters. So I'll have to destroy the multiverse in order to make uh, the only choice that matters. If Doc Ock's like, if there's a million universes where Spider-Man exists and he always defeats me, then I'm never going to win. So I'll destroy the multiverse so that I can beat Spider-Man in every reality. Right. And so like Doc Ock or Green Goblin or a bunch of other versions of him all like unravel the web of life. That would be a story that I would be like, oh, that's kind of neat. If you have to make Spider-Man a multiversal universe, like, trotting, you know, epic character of biblical proportions, even though all he was was a poor kid from Queens that fights, like, scientists gone gone wrong. That was what I liked about Spider-Man, but whatever. (laughs) But but they're not doing that. And maybe they will later, because Christoph Gage arguably is, like, more hungry and less weary with Spider-Man than Dan Slott is. Right. I, I know I don't care about Inheritors, and I don't care more, more about Morlun. He's in one good story, and it's the one he showed up in. Okay. The first story he was in. Okay. And he's and he's good because he's like, oh, I'm a bad guy. And then he gets defeated, and he's and you're like, yes, you have to watch him lose. Because, like, it, there's, no, there's nothing fun about having a character that's deliberately obtuse and deliberately arrogant. Right, It's, right. like, orchestrated to be a bad, like, a bad guy who's also, like, unconscionably frustratingly arrogant. If you then take pull the rug out from under him, right? That's the that's the satisfying conclusion. But if like he keeps coming back going like nah, then like he never learns a lesson, he never eats humble pie, and he's never truly defeated. And that sucks. Or, then he's just then he's just like then he's then he's actually justified in his bullshit arrogance. Or he's a crazy person and he just keeps doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different outcomes. Yeah, but like <laughs> yeah, well uh, until you invent like a thousand characters that are just like him that yeah. like like my dad, if you beat me my dad'll show up and he's more powerful than me because he's bigger like get out of here get your power card bullshit out of yeah, here please yeah i had that turn out for you last time yeah exactly but like Just even saying. still well this time they got spider soon i saw him on the cover yeah good i got him at home too. we have him too yeah <laughs> anyway so uh, spider get number one comes out or came out you can I'm read sorry. it and enjoy it if you like spider-man and if you like the idea that spider-man is like uh, as as 
important to the universe as like uh, right. well, get, I, as the uni- as the as you know as Galactus, then please by all means. Right, and like I'm sure for a lot of people who are Miles fans, like this will be. Yeah, and hey, like, and maybe they're playing with the idea that I had originally, where it was like maybe the Spider Verse hates Peter Parker, and they're like, get the f- get the hell out of here, you suck. Yeah, Miles is way better. Like at the very least, then. You know, well, who knows? And maybe Gage is like, no, I agree with you, Sal. Like, I'm going to whittle down the Spider-Verse. I'm going to kill all these spider characters. I'd be like, yeah, please. <laughs> I like some of these guys. Like, I like Spider-Ham, and I like Spider-Noir, and I like, uh, you know, Spider-Girl from Mayday Parker's universe. But, right. like, if, if this is what it takes to get Spider-Man to be original again, kill them all. Let them die. <laughs> so, uh, let's I jump into the Super I, Chat. I, Spider-Ham is one of those characters I never thought in a million years. You'd be like, I like... I like him. Spider Ham. Well, I don't have any. I don't have a grudge against him. Right. Okay. He never does anything that's like, oh my god, enough of Spider Ham. I was actually disappointed. <laughs> like in Spider Verse, I thought like, well, they're obviously going to kill him, right? Because like nobody cares, right? And because like it's a, it's a cheap and easy way to show the stakes while also making it kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Like kill the cute cartoon character, but then they didn't. Yeah. And then they made him like a supporting character in Spider Gwen, and you're like. Somebody needs to get a lid on this spider on the spider book. Right. It seems like a whole lot of birds need to be released. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's jump into the super chat. Uh, okay. Eric Meyer, date night, so I can't hang out, but I wanted to support oh. y'all. Looking forward to the next live stream, Forrester Ranger. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Yay. The that's... live stream. Oh, stream. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to use that in the next Elseworlds. No, that's mine. Fine. That's. No, oh, that's, is it yours? Yes, that's what he Oh, right, because you did. Yes, because uh, over was... on... The purple channel we run, that you run, yeah. uh, we're alternating between team you playing Spider-Man and playing a scary horror game. Yeah, which I think the closer we get to uh, Halloween, it'll just become mm-hmm. mostly horror games, and then I'll just swing back into the Spider-Man. But yeah, Force Ranger was the one who came up with live screen. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Uh, Denial, the X-Men Black books are pretty good so far. I've heard great things about them. I did read that oh. one, too. Uh, it's Also, it's making Apocalypse interesting and making me wonder where it's all leading to. Uh, your feelings are not misplaced, they're building towards big stuff with X-Men. Nice. I was just going to say also, you know, to Eric Myers, like, you know, have a good date night. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Good luck on your date, man. Uh, Mr. Roboto, hey, Sal, a vampire is a spider villain. Yeah, uh, Morbius hasn't been a legitimate villain for Spider-Man in 10 years, if not more. Just... Uh, also, I don't like Morbius. I think Morbius is silly and stupid. And even in the 90s, when, like, he was the most popular, he was never a Spider-Man villain. Well, here's the thing, and everyone should just know this, and I think it's really very obvious, Sal does not like vampires at all. No, I think vampires are dumb. Like, like he overall. Like, he doesn't like the characterization of them. No, like, I think there's, just... I think they're too easily defeatable. I think they're too arrogant for no reason and I think there's not enough send-ups of them. So, like, yeah. I don't like vampires. Doesn't like vampires. No. But, like, Morbius is Spider-Man villain, yes, but he's also, like, yes, when he was created, he was. And then, like, no one used him. No one. And then in the 90s, they were like, let's make him an anti-hero. And then he was more of a Doctor Strange supporting character or a Ghost Rider character. Right. Which and he I mean, was a Spider-Man character. He really fits more in those realms. In yeah, the of course. Um, yeah. And just because they appeared in Spider-Man and he fought them doesn't mean that they are a Spider-Man villain anymore. Like, right. Just because Sony wants to make a Spider-Man villain movie about Morbius doesn't mean that he has to be a Spider-Man villain. They just want to make a vampire movie. They just want to make money. <laughs> uh, and Silver Cricket, the Inheritors should be Morbius villains. I agree. The Inheritors should be... Anybody else's villains. <laughs> Fine with me. I think, and I've heard this before, the Inheritors should be Black Panther villains. Because Black Panther has a shortage of villains. But also, like, Black Panther is a totemic character. Who yeah. has, like, you know, they feed off life energy. And then, like, you know, they could, they could oh, there's a beautiful scene where, like, they, they, they burn all the heart-shaped leaves or whatever, like in the movie. Right. Uh, it's just, anyway. I get it. Anyone like, else? Yeah, but I mean, like, especially with Black Panther, though, you have the heavy science element as well, so, like, it, it could work. I don't know. It could work. It's just, you know what? Don't use them. How about that? How about just, like, you have enough? You have enough other characters. You don't need them. <laughs> Giant Blaze should just show up and deal with that. That'd be amazing. He's king of hell now. I would love that. I would love it if Ghost Rider fought them and he just, like, just Well, he's not Ghost apart. Rider, right? Well, I'm that, just saying in him. general. There's a little crown of fire. Yeah. Just cool. Nah. You can hang out with Mephisto. Yeah. Anyway. So let's recommend some books that are coming out this week that yeah, we think you should pick up. Let's do it. Uh, Justice League number 10. Uh, Road to Drowned Earth. Uh, nice. Maybe we'll do something fun on an upcoming show with uh, a special guest. That would be pretty cool. Who knows if that's going to happen. This is okay. written by Scott Snyder with art by Krantz Manipal, so it's a must-have. Because Snyder has not screwed up the Justice League yet, and it's great. It's just a great series. Pick it up. Read it. Enjoy it. I just tried to type anything, and it was just pretty much the biggest mistake I've ever made. Well, that's fair. (laughs) 
Um, my last recommendation for this week includes uh, Marvel Knights Daredevil by Bendis and Maleev trade paperback called Underboss. If you've never read Bendis' series on Daredevil, uh, here's a great opportunity for you to jump in and try it out. Uh, it collects uh, Daredevil 26 through 31 in 1998. Uh, it's cool and great. Marvel Knights Daredevil might be one of the best eras of Daredevil ever. And having read uh, Daredevil End of Days recently, I think Bendis might be one of the best Daredevil writers. And so any opportunity to read or to get into Daredevil through Bendis is a is a good time. Okay. Wookie Drew, by the way, saying we rock. Oh, thank you. You rock, Wookie Drew. Um, all right. So for me, this is like another big week for me where I'm just like, okay, apparently I'm getting like, like just on and off now. Yeah. I'm just like... Ah, I prefer to be more spread out. It's a little, I don't know, it's easier on the, um, like, when you see that total, mm-hmm. like, it's just easier when it's more spread out over yeah, the I weeks agree. as opposed to being like, oh, okay, that's a lot. Right. Um, I'm just going to go right into it and say, yes, this week, uh, October 17th, Justice League Dark number four will come out, which Yay. is part three of The Witching Hour. So if you're following this, you Justice League have, Dark? Yes. Number three, number, this one? This, so this is where it gets confusing because it's Justice League Dark number four, but it's Witching Hour part three. So oh, they spread right. it out over um, Wonder Woman and Justice League, which is where the Witching Hour number one was. Mm-hmm. And then this past week was Wonder Woman number 56 for uh, Witching Hour number two, or yep. part two. And then back to Justice League um, number four for Witching Hour part three. Nice. Okay. So if you're keeping up with it. I mean, look, if you're reading Witching Hour, you were probably reading Justice League Dark to begin with. So yeah, you're probably so you're just picking pick this up, up this... anyway. Yeah. Um, so I obviously I'm excited for that, and I can't wait to, to uh, check that out. It's like one of my, like, number one books right now I'm just so excited for it agreed um, over in the land of Vertigo so we might as well just stay close to DC and magic um, those of you who are huge fans of Lucifer Lucifer number one is coming out hey. um, this week uh, it's the reinvigoration of this um, this book and this in this like series in a sense mm-hmm. um, it's kind of natural that they would bring this back uh, Lucifer ended up being an amazing sort of spin out character that like really took on a life of its own to the point where it's like some people probably don't even realize the ties no right yeah no it's true <laughs> um but yeah it's based on what they showed us originally um in that first vertigo um kind of sampler of what's yes. going on it looks like it'll be a very interesting story so there mm-hmm. you go um also infinity wars um one of the, another one of the amalgam books that i'm going to be definitely interested in picking up uh is weapon hex i mean come on get it just yeah it's scarlet witch and x23 looks awesome just from the cover Will it be awesome? I don't know. I enjoyed again, like Soldier Supreme, but it was like a like, who cares? I just yeah. want to have something fun to read. Um, so, yep. But I am going to pick that up regardless. Um, Mr. and Mrs. X number four is coming out, um, written by Kelly Thompson. I've been really enjoying the hell out of this series. I know, and it's actually really good. I was hoping Kelly Thompson was going to be at New York Comic Con. She was not. Uh, it would have been really great. I would have loved to have told her what a great job she's doing on this. Um, when we last left Rogue and Gambit, they had been captured. And uh, yeah, we're going to see how they get out of this whole thing. Okay. Um, Thor number six is also coming out this week, written by Jason Aaron. Um, we're still dealing with All Father Thor and Old Man Phoenix and all that stuff going on there. It's dope. Along with, I mean, really not Old Man Phoenix at this point, but now it's Doctor Doom and all of his um, pieces yeah, that uh, he uh, has accrued over the many years that have apparently passed, along with his um, army of monsters, including like Fing Fang Foom and the like. Yep. So this is a right of my eye. Totally. This is like Aaron like doing some of his best for me. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, By the way, um, in the Amalgam universe, yeah. uh, it's, it's Man Thing Fang Foom. Come on! And it looks exactly like you'd imagine. <laughs> I read that in Sleep in Infinity Wars Sleepwalker number one, which came out two weeks ago. Which, by the way, if you ever were curious about Sleepwalker, read that. You'll get it. Also, it like pl- it plugs Silhouette, who is a character that I forgot about and would love to see a series about if they were to give it like the Marvel Knights treatment. So, is it just a big like dragon made out of vines? It's Man Thing's face on Thing. Fang Foom's body, but it's also made of like moss. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And Griffin Boyle's asking: is Predator Spider-Man crossover interesting or nah? The, the 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 amazing thing about crossovers is there's always the potential for it to be good. We mentioned that in our Transformers New Avengers crossover. Great opportunity for it to be cool and uh, squandered in every way. Spider-Man Predator could be awesome or terrible. Yes. Spider-Man Predator is basically like, what if Craven were a, were just more insane or more methodical or more deliberate? Like, it, you could do a like Craven's Last Hunt esque Spider-Man story with the Predator. 
I would almost give it to like somebody like Donny Cates or somebody who's like a really strong like horror background. Okay. But that being said, honestly, like the best, the third best Predator story of all time is Batman versus Predator, and it's written by Dave Gibbons who drew Watchmen. So like, I have no idea who has the bet who has a who has a tremendous Predator story in them, but like, it could come from the most unlikely sources. Right. So, right. Right. Like, I I don't know, but I right. would love to see it. Right. Uh, and and we're gonna see it hopefully one day because you know Dark Horse is gonna lose all those licenses because right. Mar- because Disney. Disney Islands Fox. It'd be, be kind of cool. I would, I would kind of also like to see a Predator Black Panther crossover. Oh yeah, no, that'd be way more cool. Like, just like, really would like to see that. And just real quick, um, just because I didn't get a chance to really talk about it, yeah. I'm not gonna. But I mentioned, I saw a couple of people chatting about it. But like, yes, two weeks ago, Sandman, or the Dreaming number two came out. So yep. if you were interested in what was going on, the Dreaming that came out, it really focused. Focus focuses on Merv, the Pumpkinhead um, kind of caretaker, mm. and uh, just like a little bit of backstory there. It doesn't really progress much plot-wise, except um, spoilers for the end of that issue that um, Merv calls upon Judge Gallo, who is a character we've seen before Sandman Universe, like when Gaiman was writing it, but he comes back in to dispense his own sort of justice among the Dreaming because um, Merv isn't a fan of kind of what's how things are running, mm. so it's probably not going to work out, which Fair is enough. so funny because there was a a quick moment for me which I don't know why I would think this because we've never seen a crossover like that but like there was a moment when like there's like a one page image of who Merv is talking to and it's Judge Gallo but like I was like it's the Santa Killers no it's not oh that'd be awesome (laughs) I was like why would I think that he's established in it though I know but like I was like Judge Gallo literally was in like closer to the end of Sandman yeah. so it's like obvious but like I literally thought Murph had called the Saint of Killers and I was like Friggin that's amazing. Ah, anyway sorry yeah. just, sorry scratch that's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah um, you know what we've run out of time so we, we we're have. going to dedicate I think there's a, another super chat though uh, yes uh, Daniel Prato excited for Kelly Thompson to take over Captain Marvel dude me too Yeah. especially after the terrible retcon in Life of Captain Marvel which was a series that I was like this could be cool right the first issue was like it's not going to be everyone told me I was wrong until the issue until issue 3 or 4 and they were like oh yeah no it actually is terrible and I'm like yeah that's what I tell you I don't feel like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm excited too. Um, just because uh, hopefully Kelly Thompson is taking over uh, this book with the same passion she took over um, Rogan, uh, or Rogan Mr. Gambit Mrs. X. and Mr. Mrs. X. Oh, just Mr. And Mrs. X. Just because of the fact that like I know she has a passion um, for those characters and a nostalgia for uh, a lot of like the older '90s X-Men as yes. well as the '90s animated series. So like there was a lot of like love there. So hopefully she's taking on this project with the same love because I think that's where a lot of her success. Comes I have from. no doubt that because of her love for Rogue. Yeah. That there's going to be some appearance by Rogue in the upcoming. Those two have a history, so it's just pretty natural. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, I think she's gonna. I, I think if anyone's gonna fix Carol Danvers, it could, like Kelly Thompson, you could, you 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 almost couldn't do better. Yeah. So I'm very excited about That's, that. It's a good. It, it, I'll check it out. I'm gonna pick it up too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Well, I guess I'll just. <laughs> I'll read your copy. But uh, we're going to do a separate show at some point in the near future where we talk about New York Comic Con. Unfortunately, okay. it's no, no time for this now. Yeah. So. Got to get, get going. Yeah. But uh, we will see you on the Purple Channel if you are of a mind or of, of, of the ability to go over there and swing yeah. by and enjoy some yeah, streaming. Swing by. Oh, ho, ho, thwip. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, do we have any other, th- other things to talk about before we go? Um, I don't think so. You know, just uh, just thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, of course, for the Super Chats, we do appreciate every single one of them. And mm-hmm. we hopefully we, we addressed everybody. Uh, if we did not, you know, let me know. But uh, otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter, at TheRealZoobs, at Sal Says What. Find us on the Purple Channel in a little while. And we will see you then. Uh, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>